Good afternoon. I'm your host, Amanda Holloway, for Solving Water, a Xylem podcast. And I'm coming to you live from Mine Expo International 2021 in Las Vegas. I can't tell you how good it feels to be back at a live trade show for the first time since February 2020. And I just want to thank all our listeners for joining us uh, for this special series about the mining industry. We have some great conversations in store for you, giving you perspectives that you won't find anywhere else. Hi, and welcome to day two of Mine Expo 2021. I'm here on the trade show floor today, and I'm speaking first with Eric Patrick, Regional Sales Manager for the Western U.S. with our Xylem Dewatering Solutions Group. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for joining it us today. It is morning. My, my feet don't hurt too bad. <laughs> Long day yesterday. Yeah, that's good. That means it was a good show. It was. We had a lot of really good quality visitors to the booth. Um, not a lot of random traffic. Everything was seemed pretty intentional. People had a, uh, they were on a mission. They wanted to talk to somebody about something that that Xylem could help them with. So that's good. It was good. Yeah, really good. Before we get into the conversation of the day, just wondering if you could tell our listeners a little bit about what you do for Xylem. Okay. Yeah, I've I've been with Xylem since 2013. And prior to that, I was with the distributor who actually. I covered Nevada and, and Southern Utah for a company called Water Movers that doesn't exist anymore. It was sold um, off to another entity, but uh, I came from that Water Movers group directly to Xylem, moved from Las Vegas to back to Southern California where I grew up uh, as an as a outside sales rep covering the Orange County and part of LA area, and then transitioned into a branch management role, uh, opened the Compton branch that uh, still exists today, and then I uh, managed both Compton and Miraloma branches for the dewatering and for the water utility sales group uh, up until the ACT uh, decision to split and you know take the branch manager's responsibilities from sales and ops, and they made a split. So you have an operational uh, leadership group and then a sales leadership group. So sure. uh, I was in that role for about a year and a half, and then. Um, I was asked to go over to the custom pump side of the business, AC Custom uh, Group, which is a division of Flight Water Utility based out of Pewaukee. Yep. Um, so Where I grew I, up. <laughs> yeah, Pewaukee area. So I covered the Western U.S., Western Canada um, for a couple years, just really learning a different side of our business, um, kind of the engineered solutions side of the business. Really unique opportunities in that custom pump world, but uh, an opportunity came back in the western u.s to do what what i kind of grew up in this business doing and in the, the dewatering side of the business doing rental uh renting solutions for for pumping solutions so i cover all of the u.s or all of the western u.s to include uh the direct branches in california oregon washington montana idaho salt lake city and arizona so you, you have a pretty good grasp on um, the water business. How, how have you seen like the evolution of the industry over time, whether that's mining or some of these other... Yeah, it's, I mean, it's been an, an, an interesting kind of transition from, you know, when, when Godwin was a privately held company to being bought by ITT to transitioning into this, you know, giant house of brands, which Xylem, you know, currently is. Um, at one time, Godwin was the only game in town, really, you know, and we held market share that was that was off the charts. And 
um, from the rental side and even on you know selling portable diesel trash pumps and now the 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 competition is caught up um, we see different new manufacturers we see competitors in the uh, <clears throat> in the rental space and it's uh, it's been tough we've kind of had to change our identity a little bit and and do some things from a value prop standpoint that we never really had to before so it's a different selling man mentality mm-hmm. um, and you know you just got to adapt and overcome as far as the, the mining world it's it's you know, it fluctuates. When when mining's good, the business is good for us. If we have had an opportunity to, to stay in touch. And then working in the Western region, I would guess that you're seeing a lot of volatility just with everything happening along the West Coast. Um, drought, wildfires. How is that impacting mines and how are we helping the mining industry? Yeah, it's interesting because mo- most of the mines obviously are, are nowhere near where there's fires. <laughs> you know, they're out in in desert areas and wide open spaces. Um, we've got not a lot of not a lot of true mining um, opportunities in California, other than sand and gravel. We have some of those you know really good national account type relationships that we share nationwide. Um, so we do we do well in those spaces um, when there's drought. They, it's one of two things. They, you know, they either have um, no water to pump out of their pits, so we don't really help them with much of anything, um, or they need to get water, and they're asking us for assistance in, in how to transfer water from, you know, really non-typical um, spaces where or areas where they receive water. In California, especially, you know, the diesel-driven business is very interesting because we. You know, they're always the California is always the first one to raise their hand against emissions and all that right. stuff. So we've had to go to, you know, the, the tier four engines started. You know, we started the first uh, tier four engines in California for Godwin, and and um, there's a lot of restrictions now on mines where our rental fleet consists of multi diesel tiers, even you know all the way back to tier one where we have them in our rental fleet, and we get turned away at the door if it's not a tier four engine to meet their current AQMD requirements. What, what does tier four mean? So tier, the different so the, tiers, the, what does the that mean? Diesel uh, engines have been built, you know, over the years from tier zero. It's just, here's a diesel engine. And then they started putting emission restrictions as the, a, new, a new class of engine was, was uh, uh, given to the market and say, you will not build an engine from this day forward unless it meets this tier requirement and we're at right now we're at tier four which is the latest and greatest and I, I understand they're working on tier five in, in Europe and stuff like that but it's it's created a lot of uh, you know issues for us with you know availability on engines first and foremost and then some of the um, uh, bells and whistles that you find on a tier four engine require like particulate filters where they um, the engine has to has to run at a certain load to burn off the particulate that gets captured in these filters and if you don't run them at enough load then the filters clog up and the pump shuts down and we're seeing it on you know the generator business is is being really affected by it because they have to run those at a load as well and um, so yeah we're just kind of rolling with the punches and doing what we can do to yeah I was just going to ask how how Xylem is helping but it sounds like you know we're experiencing as much challenges as our customers oh, yeah. are, and, and the and our competitors. I mean, we were really first to market with the tier four in the pumping world, and, and we learned firsthand what 
what the challenges were. So it forced us to kind of switch gears and look at, you know, different options in engines and that kind of thing. But, um, you know, I, everybody's facing the same issues and I, and I think they've worked out most of those problems. But, um, you know, when a customer says I can only take a tier four engine, it limits us to what's in our rental fleet. And then in California, what is certified with the state as a carb compliant engine, which you know, it's a whole nother dynamic we could talk about for hours. So, What are you seeing in terms of innovation or technology that has kind of changed in the rental business for you over the years, aside from the tier four engine? Yeah, no, I think, I think a lot of the um, automated, cloud-based, um, you know, like our FieldSmart technology product, which is allowing people, you know, especially in the mining community, to be able to monitor the equipment that they have pumping in a huge, you know, a mine application. You know, is that pump running? Let me see, how much fuel does it have in it? And they can look at that at their on their tablet now or on their cell phone versus, you know, having to put a guy in a truck and drive down to the bottom of the pit and, you know, so that that kind of stuff is, is really, I think, where the industry is going. Um, you know, they can they can track where their equipment is. You can geofence it so if it leaves a certain area, it'll trigger you to say, hey, that pump's not where it should be in the in the mine. And so I think that's where the where the future's going, for sure. And wh- what about COVID? I know that. I mean, it's kind of like old old news now, but um, how yeah, did COVID it never, affect? Yeah, it never affected us out here, really. I mean, it was essential business. I mean, my. The sales guys were kind of grounded, but at the same time, they were out in front of customers, um, you know, because it's, especially on the municipal side, and like in our neck of the woods, we do a lot of sewer work, sewer bypass work, and that kind of thing. The mines, I, I would say, did slow down a little bit. We had some projects that were slowed, um, that were, they're trickling back in. Um, you know, in, in Arizona, we're, we're in a market that has a great mining potential for, for xylem. Um, but we never serviced it directly. It was through distribution. Um, that distributor is not with us anymore, so we now have a direct branch with a direct sales team that's going after that business. So, you know, with COVID, you don't you don't knock on the door and get to see a purchasing agent, right? So you have to learn how to dynamically get in to a decision maker's face without being in their face. In Vegas, I used to sell here, right? So I was in I was in the the working for the distributor here and I think we've got uh, an opportunity to come back you need a contractor's license to do any business here though even as a rental company so we've we've got to look at what you know that means to the business we've been kind of cherry picking it out of our Mira Loma branch or out of Phoenix when opportunities come up but there's uh, infrastructure growth in in Las Vegas is absolutely crazy right now because Which is interesting to me because they're facing severe water issues in terms of scarcity yep and and so then if you primarily work in dewatering rentals so what 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 kind of opportunities are there for that in such a drought-stricken area desert well i mean vegas in particular arizona's done a great job in california too in the reuse world right so they're taking the water that used to go through the treatment plant and it would hit you know their final treatment and they'd dump it back into a stream and then it would go back to the ocean or waterway or somewhere and then you know go back into the water cycle and a lot of these um, areas now are either pumping that back in for irrigation use 
you know, when you turn on your sprinklers at your house, you're not using clean water. You're using stuff that came from the treatment plant and hasn't been, you know, they hadn't had to spend money to put it back into the drinking quality. Um, and then in California, they're doing what they call groundwater replenishment. So they're pumping that water back into the aquifers, the underground aquifers, to keep that groundwater that's been sucked out from all the wells and that kind of stuff, um, you know, back into a natural state. We did a um, case study video in L.A. at Terminal Island, Mm -hmm. and they were doing that, working with water reuse. Yeah, Terminal Island is interesting because we had... um, we had uh, Wetico had their vessel, the, the, that final vessel at our facility in Mira Loma for quite some time because there, there was an issue with, the, with um, some of the component parts. So we, we were able to help uh, our Wetico team get the unit accepted by the city. They got it installed. And I actually was at the groundbreaking when the mayor was there and, and he actually called it toilet to tap. So it's the first toilet to tap um, facility uh, in California. Well, they have a pretty cool um, demonstration mm-hmm. area where you can actually like pour water out yeah. and drink it right there. And yeah, it's a, it was a really cool installation. Yeah, I'm, nice I'm not brave see. enough to do that yet. I'll, I'll <laughs> you know, I'm, I'll, I'll wait. But uh. <laughs> I, 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 I think we had the water there, but I've also had water reuse beer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've that, been to a couple of those reuse conferences where they're they're brewing beer with the which is good. It's, it's been tasty, but the wine still got a little ways to go there. <laughs> Anything else you want to say about Mine Expo? No, I tell you, it's it's, it's an eye opener for me. I've done this show at Con Expo, and I've been to Mine Expo one time, and to see the turnout now, I, you know, I was nervous with COVID, the reassur- you know reassurance of COVID and all that, um, but the turnout's been good. You know the to see the vendors and the exhibitors here with all their goodies and it's you know kind of old school selling but it's it's important it's important in our business and i'm i'm learning i i ask questions i walk by you guys probably too walking through this you know these halls you see something that i have no idea what it does so you know i love to learn and ask questions and hey how can we help you in your business and and I, and I think that synergy part is really good we've got we've got uh what five different um groups from Xylem represented in our booth and we all have a different expertise and we're all sharing information with each other and and when customers come in we're able to talk to them about not just one thing that they're interested in but multitudes and I think we've got uh, that that kind of Xylem mentality is is finally taking hold Uh, people are getting out of their silos they're they're reaching out to say hey I, I don't do that but I know who does and uh, it's 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 refreshing to kind of get to that point, you know. Good to hear. Yep, absolutely. So I just have one final question for you before we sign off. Okay, you have a smile on your face. Yeah, so is this going to hurt? No, okay. it's going to be good. And it's just more directed at you personally. Okay. What's the most important thing you've learned in the water business so far? Hmm. Hmm. Well, I mean, coming from Vegas and understanding the scarcity part of it. And I'll tell you, it is a good answer, and it just popped into my mind. When we started doing Watermark um, a few years ago, you know, we're, we're reaching to find out, okay, what can I do in my Watermark, you know, go pick up trash at the beach or something. I mean, what do I do? And a couple of the inside salespeople that were in the Miraloma branch 
and I we started a uh, an educational seminar for kindergartners, first grade, you know, just young elementary school, school kids, and we had five, six different iterations of a PowerPoint presentation and things you can get off the web, and there's companies that'll pay, you know, you can pay and they'll design them for you. But one of the cool things that when you when you sit in front of a group of kids, they have a tension span of about two seconds. And, you know, you share with them that, the, you know, the, the amount of water that's on the earth right now is the same amount of water that was here when the dinosaurs were running around. Water, water doesn't disappear. It just gets reused. And when you tell them that they are the stewards of taking care of that water, and, and when they turn on their, their faucet at home and clean water comes out, and then you show a picture of, of, of kids in Africa that are drinking muddy water that where the animals are using the restroom and, and they're getting sick and to see their faces kind of light up and understand that, wait a minute, I, I, I got I to look forward to uh, being a, a true steward of the earth instead of you know just taking stuff for granted. That was pr- probably one of the, the defining moments for me that I'm in the right place. Well, that's fantastic. It's so. a great thing. Watermark is a great, Absolutely. great thing. Yep. Um, well, Eric, thank you for joining Thanks us for today. Thanks for having me. The Solving Water Podcast is produced and distributed by Xylem, a global water technology company of more than 16,000 employees committed to solving critical water and infrastructure challenges worldwide. Stream, download, and subscribe.